My name is Merrill Dubrow, CEO of Mark Research and the chair-elect of the MS Marketing Research Program in Michigan State. I'm really excited to be part of Spartan Insights. Spartan Insights is a series of podcasts that I'll be hosting and interviewing one of the 350 alumni and 60 board members from the Michigan State Marketing Research Program. Today's guest on Spartan Insights is Darian Harris, the Director of Player Engagement for Michigan State Football at Michigan State University. Darian, thanks so much for being a guest on Spartan Insights. Thank you for having me. All right. So, Darian, I know you and I are total strangers. Let's start with this. Just give us a brief overview, if you could, on your career for the listeners. For sure. So, born in Washington, D.C., raised in Silver Spring, Maryland. Went to DeMatha Catholic High School out there on the East Coast and grew up playing sports, kind of gravitated to football and was fortunate enough to get an opportunity after my junior football season in high school to get pretty heavily recruited. And when I came out here on my visit to Michigan State, fell in love with the atmosphere, the campus, the tradition, all those things, and a football program, of course. So I decided pretty quickly to attend Michigan State University to further my academic and athletic career. So played four years here from 2012 to 2015, got here in 2011 and redshirted and played from 2012 to 2015. Fortunate enough to be a part of some pretty big games, winning a Rose Bowl, two Big Ten titles, Cotton Bowl, playing in the college football playoffs my senior year. Graduated with undergrad degree in journalism because I was always big on sports media and broadcasts and things of that nature. After my three-year professional career playing in Cincinnati and playing in the CFL, Ottawa was able to use that, did some work with Big Ten Network, did some writing for The Athletic, still do local radio and TV with Fox 47 and things of that nature now. But I also knew I wanted to further my educational career and opportunities. And I knew I wanted to find a way to give back to my alma mater to Michigan State within athletics in a different way. So I was able to come back in 2017 as a graduate assistant, and I was able to start grad school in the MSMR program, which was an unbelievable experience for me. It was actually a pretty quick turnaround for me. I left Cincinnati in the fall of 16, so about September, applied pretty much a week after getting back to East Lansing, MSMR program, got in a week later, and by January 1, we're starting that. So it was a different path for me, I think, for the program. I would only take the program in the spring semesters because I was still playing professional ball. So in the spring, I would do school and GA work. And in the fall, I would go up to Canada and play. And I was able to do that for two years. And then once I got done playing and officially retired, finished up my last year going straight fall of 2018, spring of 2019, and then graduating in 2019 with an MSMR degree. I was able to then take that to Bigby Coffee, did marketing for them for a year, did marketing with Quicken Loans for about a month, and then got the opportunity at Michigan State when Coach Tucker took the job. So it's all come pretty full circle for me. Wow. So I didn't know any of the background, to be honest with you. There are so many questions I want to ask. Did you actually play basketball also for Morgan Wooten? I mean, you're uh, talking so, about Samantha, yeah. one of the greatest basketball powerhouses in high school. Is it top three in the country? I mean, it's, Yeah, I think it's got to right. be. I mean, Morgan Wooten was the first high school coach ever inducted into the Smith Basketball Hall of Fame. He was retired during my tenure there, but Mike Jones, who has an opportunity to be a Hall of Fame coach as well, was there. I did play basketball also for two years, but before solely focusing on football. But wow. I mean, I went to school with some greats, Victor Oladipo, Quinn Cook, who just won a second title, all the Grant yep. brothers. Jeremy played extremely well in the playoffs this year for the Nuggets. So I went to school with some pretty profound basketball players. So were you a five-star athlete? No, uh, <laughs> I felt like I was. But no, I was ranked as a three-star <laughs> three athlete by all the publications or whatever. I was like the 10th ranked overall football player in the state of Maryland. So had a pretty good high school career and it ended up working out for me. 
That's great. Well, congratulations. It's, a, it's a pleasure to talk to you. So don't laugh at my next question. Director of player engagement for Michigan State football. Does that mean you get the players involved and engaged in the community? Does that mean you monitor their social media? What does that mean exactly? Yeah, it's kind of all of the above of what you mentioned. Definitely oversee all the community service things that we do. Social media is a big piece of it now also with branding. And actually, that's where my MSMR degree really comes into play because with the change of times in the NCAA, what's coming next year with name, image, and likeness rules changing and college athletes actually being able to profit off of who they are for the first time ever, got to teach them how to brand and market themselves. That's a big piece of it also. And then the player development side of it is key for me too. We have a program called the Overtime Program, which is everything off the field. So that's where my main focus is. So everything that's career services, resume building, interviewing, financial literacy, life skills, mental health, voting, which obviously was huge this year, civic engagement, all of those yeah. things fall under my wheelhouse. And it's what I've always wanted to do. It's something I've been talking about since I was playing here. I used to talk to one of our strength coaches now, Lorenzo Guest, who actually played here also under Saban and created the overtime program. Talked to him, you know, since my junior year on about wanting to come back and do this. So to get an opportunity to actually do it has been a dream come true. Oh, that's great. Well, good for you for giving something back. That's awesome. So let me take you back to, you know, you decide that, hey, look, I'm going to retire from football because market research is just my passion and so exciting, right? Darren, yeah, I know I mean, that was what yeah, you were saying. Sure. <laughs> I know. So it's the fall of 2016 and you say, hey, Cincinnati Bengals, thanks, no thanks. I'm going to be a researcher. What were some of your early thoughts that you gravitated to the research, you know, the MSMR program at Michigan State? I like to learn, first and foremost. I like to dabble in different things. And, you know, I, I'd already had the journalism communication background, but I always had this passion for, one, research, and two, marketing, branding, how things move, how things sell, what gravitates people to different things, whether it's in the technology business, but more predicated for me was social media, because I love social media. I love all the good things, at least, about it. So, I had heard really great things about the program. There was a football player or two that I played with that had gone through the program already. I also knew it started in the spring, and I needed a program that started in the spring because I wanted to get going in that January. And just talking to Jessica and talking to people within the program, trying to figure out how it would work with what I was trying to do. It was one of those situations where you, you honestly never know until you ask, and the worst thing anybody can say is no. So I knew that I still wanted to play football. I knew that obviously the season goes from May, June through November, December. And I knew that I had absolutely nothing going on from January to May. There's no reason to not be in school. There's no reason to not be learning something new. There's no reason to not be getting yourself ready for when football is over. So I went to our academic staff here and said, hey, can I become a graduate assistant within academics? Not within football, but within academics and uh, only do it during the spring semester. Then went to Jessica and said, hey, can I do the program? I know it's usually January, December straight, but can I just do semester to semester in the spring? And both got great answers of yes, which worked for me. And I ended up actually getting an opportunity to be with, I think, three or four different cohorts. So I was able to build relationships through that too, which was great. Oh, that's fantastic. So, you know, I love talking to athletes and a lot of my friends are athletes as well. They play professional sports, baseball, especially. And there's so many learnings and there's so many parallels to guys who are competitive on the field, right? Whether it's on the court, the field, you know, is there one or two takeaways that because you have these competitive juices that you put into the business world now that could help the students? Yeah, absolutely. You know, the one is just to never stop learning and to take in as much information as possible 
and to know what other people are doing, especially in your industry or in your organization. You know, that's something I take directly from the field now into this next chapter of my life. You know, on the field, being a linebacker, it was important for me to know what D-line is doing or what the corners are doing, what the safety's doing, and especially what the offense is doing. So I would, of course, you know, learn on my side of the ball on defense, what everyone had to do on a certain play. But I'd also talk to our offensive players and say, hey, can you explain this blocking scheme, this pass pattern? Can you explain how you attack this coverage, different things like that so I could understand the whole and total package. And I like to do that in life too. You know, I know sports, I understand sports, but I wanted to understand business. You know, I want to understand finance, marketing, of course. I want to understand consumer insights, you know, B2B, B2C, all of those different types of things. Because the more you know, the more you grow. And the more you can do is something that always resonates with me. It's something that Coach Tucker preaches a lot to us now, even as staff members. He'll ask us to do something that maybe is outside of our wheelhouse, but then he'll say, hey man, the more you can do, and you kind of know what that means. It builds your resume, of course, it extends your resume, and it gives you more opportunities with whatever you decide to do in life. Yeah, that's well said. I think the students are really going to get some nice takeaways from how you frame that, Gary, and really, really impressive. So in terms of consumer insights, because it does sound like that's one of your passions, obviously football is too, and I know you got your hands full. Do you think you'll combine the two? Like, do you think down the road, marketing or marketing research or something like that for Michigan State, either the university or the football program? I could definitely see that happening. You know, again, I already have to do it now just with working with our creative team, which is unbelievable on what people want to see on social media. You know, for us, it's not even necessarily selling in terms of something tangible. Like we're not worried about selling merchandise or anything. We're worried about selling eyeballs on our screen. You know, we average within the top I'd say probably 25 in the country in terms of viewership. We do extremely well in that, especially during my senior year. I mean, we were getting 10 to 11 million views a game, which was tremendous. So we're trying to continue that. So how can we get eyeballs to turn on the TV and watch Michigan State and pick our game versus other games? And then, of course, recruiting. That's our selling. You know, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to sell our program to recruits and to great players across the country and saying, hey, you all should want to come play here at Michigan State. So that's the selling point that I'm thinking and where my head is at right now. And then again, next year, as these rules change, it'll be teaching our athletes how to sell themselves and how to make themselves valuable to companies, to organizations, and how to brand themselves. Because you got to understand now as a student athlete more than ever, you yourself is a business and you should be able to sell yourself and know how all that works. So, you know, we have a great marketing team here. When I get to pick their brain on things like that, we have an unbelievable creative team. So in terms of what we put out on social media, how we shoot certain things, they're the experts on it, but I can always provide my two cents also on that. And again, it's just another one of those situations of the more you know. You know, I'll tell you what, unless I'm missing the boat on this, Darian, you have unbelievable self-awareness and you're a fantastic communicator. I mean, did you learn that? Have you always been like that? Did that come from your parents? Because those attributes don't usually go hand in hand with somebody so young. That's impressive. Yeah, thank you. Definitely comes from my parents. My dad is a personal trainer. And so the way that he communicates with his clients, I picked up a lot from that, just with getting somebody to get in the gym and buy in and believe in what you're saying and explain to them what they need to do to transform their body is extremely difficult. And he does it at a high level. And he's always been big on communication and knowing how to communicate. And with my first background being in journalism and broadcast and media and stuff like that, 
I mean, when I was doing stuff with Big Ten Network and when I still do things now with Fox 47, I mean, we would sit down and critique my performances on TV, you know, just in terms of how I was getting a point across, yeah. what I was saying, how I was putting sentences together, my hand motions, things like that. You got to get better. You got to improve. And then my mom is an unbelievable writer, comes from her mom. So that's kind of gotten passed down, I think tremendous writer you know not by trade by by job title but kind of his hobby she's an editor does a lot of writing and editing and things like that so definitely got those things from both of them i've always loved to communicate communication is as important as anything i feel like during my senior year my teammates elected me as the captain of the football team it was because i think of my ability to communicate with everybody on the team no matter where they're from what their background was and then how they operated on the team and what their place was on the team so i've always believed communication and communicating with different people and being able to stand in any room or sit at any table and have a conversation with somebody is important. Yeah, no, you're 100% right. I mentor a lot of kids, Darian, and one of the things I teach is blocking out the noise. And I don't mean the jackhammer outside. I mean, if you think about the noise right now during the course of a business day, right? I mean, obviously, we're talking presidential election. You've got the coronavirus noise. You know, obviously, we worry about our parents and the health and well-being of our friends and just all this noise. But, you know, you're an interesting perspective because there you are playing in an away stadium with 75,000 people yelling and screaming at you. And, you know, as a linebacker, you basically set the D. I mean, yeah. how do you block out the noise with so many people yelling, screaming? Because I think there's some nice tidbits to translate that information and kind of integrate that into the business world. No, for sure. I think that's a great point. And we even talked about that a lot last week going into our game against the school up down the road and getting a huge win on the road. There. <laughs> you um, won't even say the no, name of the, no, you won't never. even say Big nope. Blue, huh? Nope, wow. Nope, never. never. <laughs> it's a learned trait here. I just can't do it. But you talk about blocking out noise. You know, we dropped one right. and we won that kind of set the MSU world on fire. And everyone's panicking. And if you look on social media, if you look in blog posts, if you listen to fans and things like that, they thought the world was ending. So that was a true example of having to block out the outside noise, focus on yourself, focus on what we have internally and go into the next week and take care of business. That's a way you got to block out the noise and you definitely would have to do that in the business world also or in any job you get. You just got to focus on what you're doing and your job and making sure that you do it to the best of your ability for the greater good of the company. You know, playing in a away stadium, when you get to a certain level, you don't even notice the crowd. I mean, last week, being at, you know, down the road at the big house, the little house, whatever you want to call it, I didn't even notice, having been there and having played there before, a couple times on the road, that there weren't any fans there, or, you know, it was just family for both sides. Wow. You know, it could have been wow. 112,000 like it was in 2015 when we played, or it could have been the 1,000 that it was last week. To me, I didn't feel the difference because wow. I just yeah. knew that the opportunity out there was to win a football game, and that was the only thing that was important. And that's what I'm trying to instill into our players, especially our younger players. I think our older players get it, but especially our younger players is that, hey, it doesn't matter who's in the stands you're going to get to a certain point where you don't even notice. You don't even notice, you know, the cheers, the boos, all those things won't even matter to you because you're so fixated and focused on the task at hand. And I think you can take that into any walk of life. Just when you get to a certain level of focus, you don't even notice what's going on around you. You don't notice if, you know, there's a bunch of people around you that are talking or having a side conversation about the weekend or something like that, or if there's something going on in a different sector of the company that doesn't necessarily apply to you. As long as you're doing your job and doing what you're supposed to do, that's what should matter. And then you can start figuring out how to get everything else back on track. 
Wow. Well, I'll tell you what, Darian, if mental toughness was an Olympic sport, without question, I'd give you the gold. Let me end with this, because this is all about the students and the cohorts. And I know you had the opportunity to meet three or four cohorts when you were part of the program. What advice would you give the current students of the MSMR program as they deal with the unknown of the pandemic when there may be a job, there may not be a job when they graduate? Yeah, just stay patient and, and honestly, just wait it out and realize that you're young and there will be opportunities. Like this ship will get righted. We will get out of this pandemic. We will find a way back to a sense of normalcy. You don't have to be making six figures or whatever social media has told you you have to make and the life you have to live right now. You know, I think that that's one of the negatives of social media, especially for, you know, millennials like myself and I guess Gen Z is coming up now to being a part of the program, probably. TikTok stars of the world now, which are funny, by the way, usually, but I think they yeah. also can have some detriments because there's certain people that will put out a life that they are saying that you should be living at this age. And more times than that, they're not even really living that life necessarily. You know, it's just followers and likes. It doesn't necessarily equate to income. We're trying to figure out ways to make that happen, but it doesn't necessarily equate to income. And I think everybody's always trying to be better than somebody else or next up or whatever it is. And social media can really put you into a kind of downtrodden state because you're looking at other people getting all these other opportunities and they're not happening for you. And you're only, you know, sitting here at 22, 23, 24, thinking you're supposed to be where you maybe will be at 32, 33, 34. So don't rush it. Only look at social media for the funny things and the memes and the stuff like that. But don't compare yourself to people on social media because more often than not, they're lying on there. It's always the advice I give. And we got to handle it with our players also. We have a no social media mandate 24 hours before the game. We teach our players how to use social media, what to respond to, what not to respond to, stuff like that. Because social media can really get you in a world of trouble. And it can also put you in, oh, a, yeah. in a bad mental state when you pay attention yep. to it too hard. Well said. You're 100% right. Social media stays forever. And it can most likely hurt you. But Darian, thank you so much. I really appreciate your time today on Spartan Insights. My name is Meryl Zubro. Thanks for listening.